0: to say. Yes. <laughs> Just Jesus. Let yes. all the earth proclaim. <laughs> His worthy praise. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. His worthy praise. Somebody lift your hands and say His worthy praise His worthy praise Woke me up this morning His worthy praise Starting me on my way His worthy praise Cover me with His blood His worthy praise Put His hedge of protection around me Word and praise. Yes, Bobby,
1: please.
0: Please. Yes, Hallelujah. Let the church say amen. amen. Yeah. If you're at a home today, open your Bibles, and if you're in the house. In this house this morning, we're going to ask you to open your Bible. Nehemiah 8 and 5, and when all the people stood up. And when he opened the book, all the people stood up. In the book of Acts, the 20th chapter, it reads, And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. And there sat on a window a certain young man. Somebody say that young man's name, Eutychus. Eutychus. Somebody say Eutychus. 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 Amen. Named Eutychus being fallen into a deep sleep and as paul was preaching or i should say as paul was long preaching (laughs) long preaching that's l-o-n-g long preaching he sunk into he sunk down in with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead dead. my god jesus and paul went down and fell on him and Embracing him, said, Trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. And I want you to put a pen there, put in in Matthew 28 19, simply says, Go ye therefore into all and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Let's all say, Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to turn to somebody, anybody, and just say, If life, if life, is yet, in us, is, is yet in us then we ought to wake up, then we to wake up. And, tell and tell somebody. Amen. All right. Life is <laughs> yet in us. Yeah. We got some All life right. in us. Yeah. We ought to <laughs> act like it. Yeah. Amen. Wake up and tell somebody. My brothers and my sisters today more than ever before we as Christians are that are committed, must I say, and I can say, if we are committed to Christ and his aegis, that is the backing, support, and protection of his cause, and that's what many of us here are, uh, protecting his cause, then we must, by all means, if you're at the house or in your house today or in this house today, by all means, we ought to be able to wake up, get up, and tell somebody somebody say I'm a witness right now Tell somebody about the glory and the goodness of the Lord For without a doubt each and every one of us uh, ought to be walking talking Christians we ought to be walking talking messages we ought to be walking talking messengers and we ought to be walking talking sermons when people see us uh, uh, if they don't see, see us like we ought to be seen, uh, they ought to see us like we should be seen. And that's what uh, Edgar, the poet Edgar A. Guest saw one day when he said, when he was talking about a sermon, he said, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather one should walk with me or just merely tell me the way. For the eye is a better pupil, more willing than the ear. Find counsel is confusing, but example is always clear. And the best of all preachers are the men who live their creeds, for to see a good put in action is what everybody needs. So I can I can learn how to do this if you, if you see what I'm doing, for I can watch your hand in action, but your tongue so fast may run, and the lectures you deliver, may be very wise and very true, but I'd rather get my lesson from observing what you say and what you do. For I may misunderstand sometimes and and from the high advice you give, but there is no misunderstanding of how you act and how you live. I want to have a God witness right there in the house. But I would just simply say, if God has touched you, if God has touched anything around you, if God has touched your head and your heart, then you must wake up and allow the movements of the Lord to be able to move with you like a message or a sermon in your spirit. I want to have a God company in this house right now. That my brothers and sisters, when you wake up in the morning, when you wake up in the morning, you ought to wake up with a sermon on your mind. When you wake up in the morning, you ought to lift up your hands and say, I will lift up mine hands until the heels from with cometh my hip. Because all my hip cometh from the Lord. When you go to bed tonight... You go to bed tonight and you close with a sermon. It might not be a long sermon. You say, lay me down now, lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If thou shalt take me away before I wake, please take me, Lord, while I am asleep. Or wake. In other words, if I mess that all up, in other words, you know what I'm talking about. In other words, we ought to tell somebody. We can tell them in the right words or we can tell them in the wrong words. And the wrong words, sure, you got Christ in those wrong words, just like you got him in the right words. Have I got witnesses in this house this morning? We are the witness to somebody. But today, it's hard to get witnesses. It's hard to do all these. But churches are going through so many things. COVID 19, this different dispositions of how people feel or how people want to feel. But but let me tell you, after you feel so much and after you do so much, God is calling us to be witnesses because many of us have fallen asleep in the midst of COVID-19, it's, and it's harder to get our and your, and my, and your attention. So as I peruse this pericope or this text word today, we see a young man who went to sleep in church. And it was Paul who was expounding. Now, I don't know if Paul was a lively preacher, just a boring preacher, or just an in-between preacher. But Paul was, had the message right there, expounding from the word of God. I don't know if it was an EX expound or just an EX. That's all it is. But he was expounding from the, from the word. Paul was in the city only but a short period of time. He was in the city about seven days. But on his last day, he had much to say. You know, when preachers get to uh, go from revival from Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, by the time Friday night comes, they're trying to put the whole week into Friday night. I wonder if I got some company right there. So Paul was only uh, in uh, for a short period, only seven days, but on his last day, He had much to say, and he probably reached the point when the preacher said, as I close. Well, as I close, and several times. So it was just like preacher Paul to preach when he said, as I close. Uh, he preached well past midnight and there was a young man named Eutychus and he had been sitting right where he shouldn't have sat on the window windowsill uh, trying to get some air because after that long preaching I thought it was a little, it might have been a little hot in that place right there sitting on the windowsill, and as Paul preached, trying to make an impression on the folks in the triage, uh, since he was leaving the next day, it it proved to be more preaching than Eutychus could handle. And so he nodded off. And he fell from the third floor to the ground floor. And somebody ought to know he died right there. Thankfully though, Paul was preaching, Paul was stepping in the message, and uh, it was the apostle Paul uh, that was preaching, and Paul simply walked down to the first floor, from third level to the ground floor level, and Paul did something quite unusual. He stretched himself over the boy's body and brought him back to life again, and the boy was revived. This was an act of new life. This is what everybody remembered again about that night. For it was not, it was a, not only they don't remember that, how long the sermon was, but they remember that it was a quite impressive night of healing and delivering. Now, I know that we are wide awake this morning. Oh, well, you might be asleep, because I don't hear anybody say amen. Might have fallen asleep already. I'm trying not to be that long as Paul. Now, I know we are wide awake, but but there are, there might be no there might be no one, two or three of us uh, that are going to sleep. Now, I know uh, we might go to sleep on some things. We might go to sleep because of our medications that we take. We might go to sleep because of late night movies that we see. We might go to sleep because we are, we spent so much so many hours on the internet. We, we might sleep because we've been partying all night long and we just couldn't get enough of that. We, 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 we might be sleep because of the revolving doors of our jobs. We work night shift double shift, third shift, all of those responsibilities. We might be asleep because of that electrifying drink that we just had all <laughs> night long. We might be asleep. But, and then when we go to church, you know, after all of this, when we go to church, it's a problem and it's almost impossible for us to keep our eyelids open. Maybe sometimes we, we try, but when when it, when it comes to serving God, we might be running out of steam. And, 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 and while we're running out of steam, we see our streets out here have, that have fallen asleep. We see our streets. We, we are falling off to sleep, but it's time because our streets are falling off the street. It's time to wake up. Fortunately, when we wake up, we ought to uh, rejoice in the fact that even though we are asleep, God never sleeps. I wonder if I got a good point right there. I wonder can I get an amen right there. But the 121st number of the Psalms reminds us that God uh, will not allow our feet to slip. He will not sleep on the job because the word says, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. And if we have God in our veins and if we have life in our veins, if we walk and talk with Jesus Christ and we're acquainted with God, then we ought to talk up, wake up, stand up, and be up for Christ Jesus. Then very quickly, there are three challenging opportunities uh, to be revived in the midst of our sleeping process. First of all, wake up. We must wake up, we must be revived, activated, and set in motion to stand up and become renewed, even in the middle of our sleep. I like that story that talks about, I've said before, Walking Willie. You know, Walking Willie was a member of the church. Uh, But there was a time that Walking Willie used to uh, drink whiskey and wine with a vengeance. But one day, walking Willie joined the church doing a great revival service, and he came to church each communion Sunday. Uh, during each Sunday service, Willie would doze off uh, into a deep sleep, and then after he would doze off, he would begin to walk in his sleep in the middle of the church. <laughs> after a while, the members got so used to this, they, they ignored him because it was not unusual for Walking Willie to see him get up, walk down the aisle in the middle of his sleep. But one Sunday, one Sunday, one Sunday, the preacher was, while the preacher was expounding on the ills of drinking, the preacher said, you know, we need to take all of this whiskey and pour it into the river. Well, the the preacher didn't think anybody heard him, uh, just like I don't think anybody hears me this morning, but the preacher. (laughs) The preacher shouted again. He said, we need to take all this wine and all this whiskey and pour all this gin, scotch, and vodka in the river right down the way. And and, and we should pour it all in that river. While everybody was quite amazed and observed the preacher preaching lively, Uh, that was when Walking Willie uh, heard it. After he heard it at this point, Walking Willie started standing up on his feet and started walking to the back door. Mm. Open up the back door. Mm. The folks started, oh, they're Walking Willie sleeping again. Mm. But their doubts, their doubts would clear up. When Walking Willie started saying, I'm going to wade in the water. (laughs) I'm going to wade in the water, children. (laughs) Walking Willie woke up and was headed to the river. My brothers and sisters, just like Walking Willie, some of us are asleep. And we're sleepwalking. We, we, we have movement in our sleep. We are walking. Uh, but each, but, el, but the only catch, on. <laughs> and only catch a, a, a bit of what we need to catch as we're worshiping or as we are listening to a word, we, we ought to be able to catch the whole point of our lives. When we say in Romans 13 11, and this knowing the season, that already it's time for you to wake out of sleep, for now is salvation nearer to us than we first believed. But then, but then very quickly, second of all, we must wake up, be revived, and be activated and set in motion an accountable measure of talking up. Uh, In other words, we're living in a world today where we're not saying much, we're not witnessing much, and we're not meaning much at all to anybody anymore so much. Some of us are caught caught up in the soliquity that is making that while we're talking to ourselves, Uh, without talking to anyone else. Like a soliquity, many of us are not aware of what is going on in the world today. We see the television. We're hearing all the fearful analogies and all the fearful stories. But we're rather sleep-talking. Sleep-talkers are those who talk a lot but do nothing. We talk about poverty and can't do nothing to help the poor. We talk about crime and won't even join the neighborhood or community watch programs. We talk about wayward youth but we won't work with those bad kids. We talk about homelessness but we won't even go out to prepare a meal. In other words, we are sleep talking to our personal involvement in trying to save the world today. One day, it reminds me of one day, a talkative woman went to her husband's doctor and she was complaining. She complained that her her husband talks in his sleep. She said, all day long, he says nothing, but he just has a conversation with himself. Well, the doctor thought for a moment. Then the doctor asked, well, what do you do? The wife answered, I just listen. Well, the doctor said, the problem is very simple. He talks in his sleep because that's the only time that you'll be quiet and listen. (laughs) Sometimes my brothers and sisters, uh, there's trouble because we we, we can't, we're saying a lot, but we're talking in our sleep. But then thirdly and lastly, well, we must wake up. We must be revived, activated, and set in motion. As we wake up out of our sleep, and we wake up out of our sleep, we ought to tell somebody what happened. What has God done for you this week? We ought to wake up and tell somebody. My brothers and sisters, there's power. There's power in a wide-awake church. Uh, So so don't be ashamed if you doze off in the middle of my message. (laughs) Because if you doze off in the middle of my message... God will restore your witness. And after you wake up, you're going to remember these small words that I've said. And when you wake up, you'll be a little more refreshed than you, uh, uh, today than you were on yesterday. When you wake up, well, let me just say it like this. Just like the little boy who fell asleep in the, w- in the window. <clears throat> the power of the Lord brought him back again. For the young man, he heard a long sermon. Long sermon. The world around him was in a deep sleep, and so was he. But when God used Paul to bring him back from the dead, something else began to happen that many didn't observe. What happened after he was brought back to life, they brought him back up to the third floor with the other witnesses. And as Paul preached, it preached in Acts 20 and 11. says that Paul talked with the believers until daybreak. <coughs> you my brothers and sisters, we may be asleep, but the word of God is going to continue. Yeah. Once we are awakened, <coughs> there's no indication that Eutychus had uh, gone back to sleep again. He had awake, he had awakened out of his fallen sleep and restored to where he needed to be, wide awake. My brothers and sisters, one day we've fallen asleep in trespasses and sins. One day we had fallen asleep, didn't know where we were or where were we were going. One day we had fallen dead in Jesus Christ. But but fallen dead in the Lord. And God. But 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 God. I wonder to have a God company in this house but God but God in Jesus Christ came from the third floor uh, to the ground level when we'd fallen from the third floor to the ground level let me tell you what happened the Lord came down from the third floor went to the second floor uh, God to the first floor, <clears throat> and then he got to the ground floor, and what, what happened? The Lord took us and covered us with his goodness, covered up with his grace, covered us on Friday, covered us up on Saturday, covered us up on Sunday. He covered us up. Infused us with his grace, he infused us with his mercy, and he brought us back to life again. And after we were covered up for three days, Jesus took the cover of each and every one of us. Because early, early, after Friday, after Saturday, early. Sunday morning, he got up, he uncovered us, and now we can praise the Lord. If there ever were a time that we need to rise up and tell somebody that time is right now, wake up for the power of God. Wake up and realize that no dust, no night is so dark that we can't get through it. Wake up and realize that we don't have to worry about fear. For yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow, I'll fear no evil. Wake up and realize that no enemy is too mighty to conquer us. Wake up and realize there's no crisis too critical that it can't cover, cover us up. Wake up. And realize that no burden is too heavy that we can't bear. Wake up and realize and be able to tell the world that one day I was shack up by a heavy burden neath the weight of guilt and shame. But then, but then, but then the hand of Jesus. Touch me and I was not no longer the same. Somebody ought to say this morning, he touched me. Somebody ought to shout this morning, he touched me. He touched me. And now, and now, I'm no longer the same. Dad, the doors of the church are open. There might be one or two come today.